0: TNT Radio wants you to get on our soapbox because your opinion matters. Tell us what you really think at TNTradio.live. Upload a video, some audio, or drop us a note on TNT Radio's soapbox. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. For the news and views you can't hear anywhere else, it's the Steve Hook Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio.
1: All right, hello everybody. How are you? And uh welcome to the Steve Hook show. I am Steve Hook on TNT Radio. Good to be with you today. Good to be with you every day. We've got a uh we've got a big show for you today, a fascinating guest, Karen Hunt. You, if you're a regular TNT Radio listener, you you may have heard Karen on other shows. She has a fascinating life story. Um and one that I must I was just reading her bio, I was like, boy, I can't wait to talk to this woman. Uh, and and I, I, w- I won't spoil it for you. If you haven't heard her, stick around and listen to her life story. And plus, we'll talk about uh, things going on in the world today and, and and get her perspective on that. She's an author on – she has a Substack page, and she just really – she puts herself out there and uh, has done some great, some great uh, nonprofit charity work. Uh, and she's just an interesting woman. And I can't I really can't wait to kind of get get down with it with her in just a bit. So we will. We'll discuss that, uh, discuss her life and uh, what's going on in her world and what's going on in our world. Man, I don't know if you're like me. Um, uh, does it seem to you? Does it seem like this administration has just completely jumped the shark? Uh, In so many ways, uh, it's just it it seems as if um, each and every day that goes by uh, this administration is losing more credibility. Not that they had any to begin with, certainly not from my perspective, but 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 it's gotten worse as if it could get any worse. But it does. The border is still wide open. We're now shooting down uh, balloons or what we don't even know what we're shooting down. We just know we're shooting stuff down. Uh, overreaction to the original spy balloon, no doubt. Um, And of course, now we've got trains exploding in Ohio uh, with uh, uh, carcinogen um, liquids that are now a controlled burn while they tell everybody, oh, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, Animals are dropping dead. Fish are floating up in rivers and creeks and streams and lakes all around uh, this this area, what is it, East Prussia, Ohio, or uh, I forgot the name of the town, but I've been w- watching it lately. Um, Pat, uh, Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Pete, has been completely MIA on this as he has been MIA on everything. But it's just so par for the course for this administration. I mean, it really is. It doesn't matter if it's border security, if it's foreign affairs, if it's the economy, uh, if it's allowing blue spy balloons to to travel the entire continent of the uh, of the of the uh, United States, or if it's a, a train blowing up in a little town, uh, they are just I've never seen such an incompetent group of people in my life ever. And of course, the old adage goes that the fish rots from the head down. Well, that's certainly true in this case. I think we can all agree. Joe Biden is not only Probably the worst president we've ever had in modern political history, anyway. But he was bad long before he became president. Even when he was cognitively fit, uh, he was a, he was a con man and a crook and a grifter, uh, and it's only gotten worse. But everyone around him is is equally as bad. It's almost they decided, okay, well, in order to make Joe look good. We've really got to surround him with a bunch of idiots because that's the only way that we can say, well, at least at least, you know, they're not president. Joe is because, you know, the the big debate was, well, you got to impeach this man. Oh, well, then you're going to hand it off to Kamala. You see, Kamala almost becomes an insurance policy for Joe Biden keeping his gig. Uh, I jest, but not really, but not really. Joe Biden is a uh, is a catastrophe. But just think for a minute, and don't think too long on it or you'll really drive yourself crazy, but just think for a minute what the world would look like if Kamala Harris were in charge. So I just uh, am absolutely nauseated by, I, it, it's, gotten to the, it's gotten so bad, to be honest with you folks, and my job is to pay attention to what's going on. Okay, but today's Valentine's Day and I went out, and my wife and I went out and had a nice Valentine's Day brunch and we did our thing. And I just said, you know, I got to get away from the news. I can't I can't take it anymore. I'm going to give myself a heart attack watching the the, the idiocy of this guy. But of course, I'm a professional, so (laughs) so I had to put the news on eventually. But sometimes you just kind of wish you could just take a break and just say, wake me when it's over. And uh, I'm sure Karen Hunt will have something to say about that as well. Um, And so we'll chat with her, but uh, we've got a lot going on today. So stick around. Now, listen, have you ever felt, have you ever once missed your favorite TNT radio show or maybe an interview that you wanted to hear? Oh, don't sweat it, my friends, because all you need to do is simply listen back whenever you want, wherever you want, whenever, wherever. Just visit the episodes page on, on the TNT Radio website. We're also on all major podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, iHeart, and TuneIn, Tune In, uh, the, the TuneIn app as well. So there's no reason whatsoever to miss out on anything on TNT Radio. Stream us wherever you are. I listen on Alexa. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT all right uh very happy to have with us now this is just an example of all of this bad news that we wish we could avoid but we will and <laughs> that's quite a quite a lean in for my man ruck is here adam clark is going to join us here according to the latest survey data from the u.s centers of disease control and prevention cdc a lot of people have lost faith in them but this new survey is pretty scary one in three female high school students seriously considered suicide in 2021 one in 3 that's crazy here with me uh, and the entire story is TNT radio news producer Adam Clark aka Ruckus Ruckus I got to tell you I saw this story and was um I was I was disheartened by it I was angry about it and I'm scared to death of it because I think that we can all see Uh, That the covid lockdowns have had a profound effect on kids. And then you throw in the uh, well, you throw in the social media uh, and the pressure that that's actually put on young girls specifically. And this didn't come as quite as much of a shock
2: as it probably could have. What's uh, what's the story, man? Welcome to the program, uh, Ruckus. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. This is a bit of a heartbreaking one for a day such as this, but um, it is sad. It is uh, um, shocking, but uh, that's why we need to shed light on uh, stories like this and spread the message and make sure people are aware so that we can get to the root of the problem. These are – you were listing all of the – we were warning about this stuff. A lot of these things that we've been dealing with on a day-to-day basis really are our worst nightmares uh, realized because we were trying to warn people about the dangers of, uh, said things. Uh, but yes, uh, they, the, the report that was just recently released is the CDC's biennial uh, biennial youth risk behavior survey data summary and trends report. It is a bit of a mouthful. Uh, it's available up at the CDC's website. Um, this is actually based on a 90 question survey It was completed by over 17,000 high school students from 152 schools across the country, uh, here in the United States, of course. Uh, And uh, the results are that almost all indicators of poor mental health, which include unhealthy thinking patterns and suicidal thoughts, worsened significantly from 2011 to 2021. And of course... Uh, We know that there were some significant changes in our world uh, spread across those 10 years there, in particular towards the end. Um, Overall, 29% of respondents said they experienced poor mental health in the past month. Wow. While 42% said they felt, quote, so sad or hopeless, end quote, almost every day for at least two weeks in a row to the point that they stopped doing their normal activities this is incredibly alarming. Uh, girls, 57% were found to be more likely than boys, at 29%, to experience persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness. By comparison, mm-hmm. just 36% of girls and 21% of boys in 2011 reported feelings of persistent sadness or hopelessness. So uh, a huge increase there. According to the mm-hmm. report, 22% of respondents seriously considered attempting suicide, During the past year, geez, the percentage of girls who seriously considered ending their lives increased from 19 percent back in 2011 to 30 percent in 2021. For boys, the percentage was almost unchanged, interestingly, from 13 percent in 2011 to 14 percent in 2021. Um, CDC's Division of Adolescent and School Health Director Kathleen Ethier said, quote, young people are experiencing a level of distress that calls on us to act with urgency and compassion. With the right programs and services in place, schools have the unique ability to help our youth flourish. Uh, When it comes to bullying and violence, the report showed that teenage girls experienced worse outcomes compared to boys uh, and compared to their male peers, females responded Uh, Respondents reported higher rates of not going to school because of safety concerns, being electronically bullied, being bullied at school, or being forced to have sex. And almost 20% of girls reported experiencing sexual violence. Uh, As noted here, uh, although the report illustrated trends that have been worsening over the decade – The CDC did acknowledge the impact of widespread school closures on teenage mental health during the pandemic. pandemic. Uh, They addressed it specifically in their report, saying, quote, schools can provide health, behavioral, mental health services directly or establish referral systems mm -hmm, to connect to community sources of care. The COVID-19 pandemic severely disrupted access to services for young people, end quote. So there you have it, Steve. Mm -hmm. Thoughts? Well, uh, you know, I kind of touched on it. I think that,
1: uh, I think girls specifically are way, way more prone to uh, allowing social media to really wreak havoc on their uh, emotional and their mental well being. You mentioned the suicide thoughts. I mean, I live in New Jersey, my man, and just about 10, 10 miles away from my house, a, a young, beautiful 14 year old girl just a week or two ago took her life uh, after she had been bullied in school. This is in Bayville, New Jersey, down the Jersey Shoreway. Um, And she had been bullied in school over and over again. The parents uh, went to the school, complained about it. Nothing was done. Nothing was done. And the girl took her own life. Um, And this was the kind of crap that just goes on. It seems like school uh, officials in this particular case uh, didn't want to get involved in it because I guess you know y- y- you don't want to accuse I don't, I don't know I-, I can't explain why as a father of two well not young girls my both of my daughters are now adults thank god but I do know that uh that 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 girls really uh are 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 getting nailed with I mean social media is just you know this is a situation that my generation didn't have to worry about I mean, good God! All I knew was when that when the streetlights came on, it was time for me to go home. Uh, that was it. But nowadays, kids sitting there sit around and watch videos on how uh, how not to be fat and and how and how to apply perfect eyeliner. And I mean, they'll watch those damn videos for hours and hours and hours. Uh, they're, 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 their 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 self esteem is in the crapper. We lock them out of school for the better part of two plus years. And expect them to be morally and uh, spiritually straight? No, that's not going to happen. You've deprived them of uh, so much. I tell you, Ruckus, I, 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 the the long lens of history is going to look back on what we did with these COVID lockdowns, and by God, it's not going to paint a very pretty picture for our. I, 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 as far as I'm concerned, it should be the end of teachers' unions. Uh, that's just my thinking. I, and again, I have to stress this. I have a lot of teachers in my family. My mother was a teacher. My sister-in-law's a teacher. My nieces are teachers. So I've got a lot of, I've got nothing against teachers. The unions, I have a problem with. And apparently a lot of these school boards have got issues too. And um, I'm, I just hate to hear this story. As a father of two daughters, it's just, it's it's crushing to hear this. And I, but it doesn't surprise me that that it's the girls and not the boys that are having this Uh, the girls are, uh, there's more social pressure on them to begin with. Throw in a nonstop loop of TikTok videos and lock them out of their classrooms. And, uh, you know, that's how you bake the cake of, uh, crap self-esteem, I guess. What, what, what a challenge. I, I, I certainly do hope that, uh, that this can be turned around in some way. How? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, you know, we were talking yesterday on the program, Adam, that, uh, this country has kind of basically just ushered any idea of morality right out the window is old fashioned. It's like, uh, and, and, you know, when you, when you, when you, uh, usher out morality, guess what you're ushering in, uh, immorality. And, and, and I, unfortunately I think that has a lot to do with this, but, uh, I would say thank you for visiting us today, Ruckus, but this is a horrible <laughs> Valentine's day card you've given don't, us, but don't I, shoot but the I do, messenger. <laughs> Don't
2: shoot the messenger, people. Um, I, I, I will say, wrong. yeah, no, I will say that you know, we, you and I, were probably you know, different generations or whatnot from the current generations, obviously, but we, you know, all experienced and saw instances of bullying. I myself was a victim of. You know, horrendous bullying. I, I was a skinny, you know, nerdy kid with glasses. You know, I, I took the brunt of it, man. Uh, but, yeah. you know, it made me stronger. It made me who I am. Bullying has always been a thing. Clearly, something is going on. Something is different. And or, as you pointed out, maybe something is missing. Maybe the girls learning how to twerk on TikTok are trying to fill a hole in their life that comes from, I don't know, spirituality, some sort of grounding family life. Who knows? Something's missing, Steve. But yeah, yeah uh, happy I Valentine's to you all. And uh, we'll chat tomorrow. You got it, brother. Take care. Thanks a lot, uh, Ruckus. We appreciate that. All right, Dan. Well, I,
1: listen, we're going to turn things around because, uh, I'm going to take a, we're going to take a real quick breather when we come back. Fascinating guest. I mean, Karen Hunt, I've never spoken with the woman. I can't wait to speak with her because I read her bio and I'm like, Oh my God, I got to talk to her. It's one of the most fat. Her life is, is like a Hollywood movie. And uh, I mean, as far she's been everywhere from Luxor, Egypt, to, I mean, she'll tell you the story, but it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of fun. So stick around and we'll dive into it with Karen Hunt. You're listening to The Steve Hook Show on TNT Radio.
0: TNT Radio's Bruce De Torres. Julianne's research has focused on the corporate takeover of higher education and the development of the P20 pipeline in order to advance the globalist agenda of the fourth industrial revolution.
3: You know, one of the things that I have really tried to emphasize in my work is that if you will follow the buzzwords, which is much easier than following the money, You will find it very easy to identify any new world order program. Sustainable, resilient, equity, inclusive, innovative, collaboration, transparency, and accountability. Those both sort of go together. Diversity, leadership, and impact. Especially your audience would be very familiar with the term sustainable. Of course, that comes from Agenda 21 and Sustainable Development which I'd like to emphasize is an economic program. It has nothing to do with protecting the environment exactly. It comes from a 1974 UN resolution on the new international economic order. When you hear the term sustainability, it means centralized management and rationing of all resources.
0: Bruce Torres on today's News Talk, TNT Radio.
2: This is a message for the parents of young children in the United States. I am Dr. Tess Laurie from the World Council for Health. Please consider the danger of vaccinating your children and babies with the COVID-19 injections. They are not the same as traditional vaccines and are causing significant harm to children around the world. Your children have their whole lives ahead of them. They are not endangered by COVID at all please hear us when we say for your children it is much safer to wait thank you
1: are we on the
0: air am i on the air you're on the air on the air 24 7 your news talk giant tnt
1: all right welcome back to the steve hook show on tnt radio and again my guest today karen hunt if you're a regular uh, listener of tnt radio and i know you are you may well have heard, Karen, on another show. Well, now she's on my show, and I'm thrilled. And Karen, welcome to The Steve Hook Show, firstly. It's good to have you. You're looking lovely.
4: Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm
1: happy to be here. Well, I got to tell you, I read your bio, and I-, I was like, I only wish the bio was longer because it read like a book, <laughs> which makes sense. You're an author and illustrator of a young adult series uh, fantasy books, so that's kind of cool, Luminaria. Uh, but, the, but the parts... I would say the part of your bio that got me, but there were so many different aspects of it. When you were 10 years old, you say your father heard the voice of God telling him to, to stop being a businessman and to become a writer. Uh, and as a result, you and the family packed up and you moved and you started traveling the world. And apparently you say that gave you great inspiration for your books. Uh, but then you're, you were smuggling Bibles across the <laughs> iron curtain. Uh, like I said, this reads like a novel. You started a boxing program for youth in Egypt and in, in Luxor, um, and you also, of course, in the mid '90s, co-founded Inside Out Writers, which was a creative writing program for incarcerated youth in LA. Now, that kind of fascinated me there because, for one, it's such a wonderful cause—getting uh, getting kids to kind of uh, steer their creativity in more in more positive, proactive ways. Obviously, uh, but the thing that fascinated me about this was that. Apparently, your co-founder was a nun who had some close ties with Hollywood. Uh, what kind of a nun has close ties with Hollywood? But there it is. So she had close ties with liberal Hollywood and Democratic politicians like Adam Schiff, and they basically kind of elbowed you out of your own, out of your own, uh, your own nonprofit. Is that, is, is that right?
4: Yeah that's pretty accurate the way that you put it all in a nutshell. I mean it happened over you know the course of 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 a few years but I was pretty naive when I went into it. I just was really building the program and I and I was just happy to be doing it not realizing that there were all these sort of political undercurrents and things going on. But in the beginning uh, you know it, this was in like 1995 1996 and People just thought I was crazy who, you know, going and working with, actually it was high risk offenders. These are young people that were facing uh, life sentences for serious crimes, uh, thanks to you know Joe Biden and hillary clinton um, they 're actually their their um, policies at that time and um, so it was a really and one of the reasons that I did it was even all of these things relating back to my chi- my childhood and this traveling around the world. And feeling like an outsider because my, my we, I came from a very Christian family, so you always had this sense that you know there we were traveling the world, but we were also supposed to be separate from the world. So I never I was I always felt like I was looking through windows or looking inside of you know to 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 discover other people's lives, and it was kind of like that when I went into juvenile hall and started I started working with girls. It's kind of fascinating how I how I even got there in the first place, but that's too long of a story. But sitting with the these girls at this table that we all, you know, I went, I walked through this, you know, security into this world basically, uh, where these girls were just in this sort of purgatory, and 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 they're facing one another at that writing table. Girls, you know, black, white, brown, you know, at this writing table where where they would be enemies on the street. Through that communication, through that writing, they actually built friendships and looking at me that I was somebody completely different we all realized over time that we had so much in common rather than the things that that tore us apart and so even that experience there from what we see now with this woke ideology of telling people that they must be separated from one another um, this does not work I mean this makes absolutely no sense so that was one of the things that I really that really so many things came home to me through that experience, but that was one of the big ones. So I know what it's like to be canceled, because it became very cool at a certain point in Hollywood, that program. And I was continually battling with um, these, you know, big socialites, these big Hollywood people, because they wanted to sort of take it to this other level. And, um, and I wanted to keep it about the kids. And so, you know, eventually, there was a lot of, um, tension there. And also I would I did not fit into their world. I wasn't willing to do what it took to fit into that world. So I well, was sort that, of thank ejected. God for it. Yeah. yeah well, you were, I never regret it. Yeah,
1: exactly. I was about to say I wouldn't regret that. Well, you know, you just said something that really kind of stuck out to me when you said that uh, that 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 they're separating people. And it does seem to me that when we talk about the woke culture uh, and the cancel culture, first of all uh, a lot of talking heads will say, oh, what is this woke? It's just a it's just a Republican talking point, uh, which, of course, it's not. It's it's damaging. I mean, you just heard the report from uh, Adam Clark there concerning with the CDC. Uh, it does seem to me, Karen, that uh, many on the left are, are trying to institute a new form of segregation here. Uh, they're resegregating society. Um, and it is specifically based on race uh, and gender and gender identity, which is a, a, a new thing. Uh, this can't end well. The, the, that cannot end well. What do you think the, uh, the, the their what is what is what is their 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 motives here? What, what are they trying? What are they trying for? Is this just some some quest for false virtue that they're seeking? I, I don't understand what the what the positive is.
4: I don't know what the positive is either, and it and it really logically and in every psychologically in every sense it does not make sense. But I think that they are trying to you know fragment society. They are trying to keep people weak and not um, you know so, so that we do not connect with one another. So that so that the focus is on you know battling amongst ourselves rather than battling you know the the against the them elite. Exactly, and their and their agenda, and so we see that all the way through in the media, everything. I mean, with everything that's happening now, I, I also write a lot about um, technology. I mean, I write about a lot of different things, and um and and I think it's really interesting with AI. When they' ta- I wrote a piece called "What Is Art," and where you know these these um uh Dali and and these these um these tech this technology will take a picture. They, they what they do is they deconstruct it and then they reconstruct it again and that's basically what is happening to our society we are yeah, being deconstructed yeah. and then re- then they think that they're going to reconstruct us and get rid of all the filler you know everybody yeah. that doesn't you know fit in and then they will reconstruct and of course this is a, a pie in the sky dream which will only cause you know destruction along the way it's it's, know, that, it's, it's it, it.
1: really it, it really is orwellian in so many ways I keep expecting my gray suit with my number on the lapel to arrive any day. Everybody get in your gray suits and uh, make sure that your numbers match. Um, it really is bizarre. And and I think you're right. I think it's, they are trying to keep us at each other's throat uh, so we don't say, hey, wait a minute. Who, who's the one screwing this stuff up? It, it's, it's them. Maybe we should go after them. It, it's kind of almost a... Uh, uh, a divide and conquer mentality that they seem to have but they always wrap it in this false virtue they always wrap it in we're doing this to to atone we're doing this for and the word that i really can't stand that they've been using a lot lately is equity not equality mm-hmm. equity equity equal outcome uh that is uh that is an absurd way to look at the world it makes no sense at all i want to uh we've got to take a break but when we come back I I want to get get more into your story, and I want you to tell me the story about Luxor in Egypt, because that's a fascinating one, too. And all of your story is actually very pertinent right now to what we see happening in our own country. My guest today is Karen Hunt. We will be back with her in mere moments. You're listening to The Steve Hook Show on TNT Radio.
4: I got a news flash for you.
0: TNT Radio News. This is James O'Neill with a check of today's headlines. The United States renewed a warning that it would defend its treaty ally if Filipino forces come under an armed attack in the dispute of South China Sea after a Chinese Coast Guard ship allegedly hit a Philippine patrol vessel with a military-grade laser and temporarily blinded some of its crew. New Zealand's government declared a national state of emergency Tuesday after Cyclone Gabriel battered the country's north, leaving widespread flooding and destruction. God, you're amazing. You're a much better listener than my wife. You're always there for me. I think I may be in love. Where is she? It's not what it seems. I I was talking to... Who's the tramp I heard you talking to? That was my Alexa, sweetie. Well, she sounds like a tramp. (laughs) Fall in love with news and talk all over again with your smart device. Just tell it to play. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Steve Hook show on TNT Radio and again my guest today is uh, is Karen Hunt who is uh, a yeah, she's a renaissance woman is what she is. Goodness mm-hmm. gracious, she's she's a she's a she's a writer of young adult novels, fantasy series. She's also done a lot of great uh nonprofit work. Uh, And this this one fascinated me. Your book, uh, you wrote an article called The Tales of uh, Tales of Eclipse, The Lost Foreign Women of Luxor. And I'm just reading from your bio, but this is fascinating. Before the pandemic, you were traveling the world, as you kind of touched on uh, writing, teaching boxing. You don't look like a pugilist to me, Karen, but (laughs) you teach boxing, uh, which is a great outlet for, for 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 youth everywhere, I guess. Uh, you were traveling everywhere from Bolivia to the Sahara Desert, and you settled in Luxor, Egypt, for three years before the pandemic. Tell us about that and, 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 and what you witnessed uh, in Luxor.
4: Well, uh, Luxor was a special place for me because it, during those childhood adventures, um, we did visit Egypt and actually right before the Six Day War. And uh, we actually literally escaped out of Egypt right before the Six Day War when I was a child. But we spent some time in Luxor and, and we stayed in the Winter Palace on the on the East Bank and it made a huge impression on me. So I had the opportunity to go back and I did and I decided that I really loved it there. It's an incredible place. Um, you know, it, it has the valley of the kings the valley of the queens and just and i went there and started doing some writing and i have brought a boxing bag put it up on my terrace and i would do my boxing and uh which i've been doing my whole life a second degree black belt in tang sudo i've studied weapons a all different kinds of things wow and um yeah i did uh, and full contact fighting as well um, And so I was doing that and the kids started coming very organically, coming and wondering, you know, very curious. And eventually, sometimes I would have like 25 kids waiting for me when I would come home outside the gate saying, box, box, box. <laughs> and so <laughs> what what was I going to do? You know, I was going to, and, and I'd been there long enough and developed relationships and things like that with people. And so I, then I, and sort of slowly but surely, then I decided, oh, I'm going to start a th- is for girls and so I was able to get with men negotiating for me in the villages with the fathers I was able to get like a small group of girls from the villages and I started doing this this um, program for them and of course the the funny thing was was that um writers these uh liberal woke writers back in the united states just blasted me for daring to do that you know that i was Why? i was invading Why? their culture i was trying to impose you know um what i you know and i couldn't get anything actually in egyptian streets this is one of the most liberal probably the most liberal Egyptian paper, uh, international news, they published a piece uh, written by me about my boxing program, but no, no news organization in the United States would publish that. <laughs> you know, that's the irony that Egypt published it. You know, yeah, but yeah. So anyway, so then, um, then the pandemic happened, and I, you know, I, st- I had that had to end. Um, but what I saw during the pandemic was. Basically, in Luxor, in these villages, life went on as usual. You know, I mean, nobody had the luxury of locking down. In the United States, I saw this mass hysteria and people, you know, virtuously, you know, Posting pictures of their sushi that was delivered, you know, by somebody who was out there in the dangerous world of, of disease, by the way. But, you know, they were, you know, inside their safe little place. They're doing lives. the responsible so,
1: thing, of course. Yeah,
4: so, and so horrible and oh my life, you know, mental <laughs> anguish, you know. And then meanwhile in the villages, you know, grandparents, well, well they were living there with you know, nothing changed. And, and you, and, you know, nobody was – if you if I didn't hear about this on the news 24-7 from outside of the country, I wouldn't have known basically. Of course, if Egypt caught up eventually and they started making restrictions and things like that. But that was the government. The life in the villages just kept going on as normal. You know, that, yeah, that yeah. did not change, you know. That must and, have been
1: kind of an eye-opening experience as far as realizing that, geez, we, these people in America and in the West are really losing yeah. their mind over this. And, and, and you, yeah. you're you living and seeing that eh, it's not as bad as uh, you might think it is. So all the tourists, you know, escaped. They fled.
4: And I was there and there were a few, you know, people, diehards that were still there. And I would just ride my bicycle every day up to the Valley of the Kings. You know, just it was f- fabulous, actually. You know, there were no more tourists. But yeah. there there were all these women that were basically stuck there because they had married these younger men there and they had, um, given all their money over to the men and every, and I realized that almost every sort of villa that's built on the West Bank is built from these women's money. Um, these women who come and they don't realize that they've given everything. And it was really fascinating to me. And so they would come out at night, sort of like these ghosts, you know, wandering around at night, these women that couldn't escape, you know, they were just stuck there. And so I wrote about that and I wrote about there was one woman, a Swedish woman, we became very, dear friends and i stood up for her against basically a mob of men who wanted to attack her villa because she was trying to sell it and that's a whole that's what i wrote about in that article for egyptian streets again another article that nobody outside of egypt would you know in the west would want to publish because it gives a bad vibe about you know islam or whatever but um
1: but mean, it's 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 the, the, the the uh the uh the role that men have in that world is a lot stronger than the role of women, isn't it?
4: Absolutely. And I remember finally when they caught up with with, you know, making people wear masks still nobody's wearing them in the villages but people working in shops had to wear them and I went into a sport shop one time like shortly before I like got out of there and the guy the guy in the sport shop that's working there is wearing a mask and I'm saying and I said hey how do you like wearing that mask and he goes I hate it it's terrible and I said well <laughs> I guess now you know how the women here feel right <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. and he, did, he didn't like that very much but I I just thought that was pretty
1: hilarious. Um, but anyway. And it is I, funny. I, so, so, so let me ask you this, Karen, I, just to kind of direct this back. What you're saying essentially is the the liberal, quote unquote, journalist in the U.S. Uh, didn't want to touch this story because how dare a white woman, especially a Christian white woman, mm-hmm. be reporting on anything negative about what's happening in Egypt by God, we're the New York Times. We know better. So we're not going to we're going to avoid that story because this white woman is trying to, uh, uh I don't know, uh, uh, racially co-op uh, the, the truth of Egypt. Is, is Is that kind of the vibe you got? Yeah, and they
4: also said that about me daring event, you know, daring to go in and work with youth in juvenile hall. It's the same kind of thing. They would say this over and over again to me. And the funny thing is, is that if you look at, you know, I I trained in martial arts, like when I was 16, I dreamed of being a female Bruce Lee, you know, I don't know why, I just wanted, I wished that to be. And, um, but how did I learn that? How did we, you know, I learned it from somebody coming from the East, And imposing their culture on me, you know, but they don't look at it like that. So, so there's, I I would, I would say, well, okay, can you please point out to me which woman in Luxor could teach the girls (laughs) how to do this, you know, because if there's one there, please, by all means, I want to meet her, you know, Uh, and there, and there wasn't. So then that means that you're keeping something from them based on some some ideology, selfish ideology that has yeah. absolutely nothing to do with, um, with, you know, with a, a, a cultural exchange. Like I learned so much from them, you know, and sure. um, they learned from me. It, it's a, it's a, it's something that happens. It, and really, it you should know, happen.
1: Karen, what do you, what do you call somebody that, 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 um, that focuses on race constantly and never lets it go. Because in my mind, that's the very definition of racist. And I don't care what they say. Uh, on, and I don't mean to just pick on the left, but but predominantly it's coming from the woke Hollywood crowd, the elites. And they really do. I, I don't know if they really think that, uh, that they're being racially sensitive. I, I don't know what it is they're thinking. I, I can't quite get into their head. Thank God for that, probably. But I don't understand the focus on that, and why that, why that seems to give them some kind of um, uh, cachet with regards to virtue. I, I don't get that. I think it's absurd.
4: I think it's it's a sort of a brainwashing that's been going on for such a long time in the media, and that people, uh, so so people have succumbed to this. They they don't. People are no longer able to think uh, rationally or on a critical level deeply. For example, when BLM came along and I saw everybody, everybody was just immediately blacking out their profile in support of BLM. Well I didn't I did not do that. It was like I don't know what this organization is. Yeah. I don't know anything of why why and I don't bow to any man, you know, or anyone. Nope. And so why would I do this? But this happened consistently over and over and over again you know get your vax get get vaccinated everybody was putting on putting that on their profile sure a ukrainian flag everybody was putting yeah. that on their profile and 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 so and now you know you don't even see especially with young people you don't see their real faces anymore you know all of this was sort of a training to to um, just get rid of your humanity in a sense that you it does seem that cannot, way. yeah, it, it, it's, it dehumanizes you and you are no longer an individual who has free thought, who has the ability to say no because that's dangerous. You know, that's, I remember being told when I said, you, why are you, why are you so afraid? And people would get angry at me on Facebook and say, what, you should be afraid what's wrong with you you know as if god you know, it's fear. amazing yeah and so it was really it was quite fascinating and especially as you say quite fascinating to be looking at it from the outside in a crazy you know in a place like luxor that, that definitely had all of its issues and problems but um yeah it was really really it, it really gave me i, ju- a, I it a really perspective. is perspective
1: it does seem to me that uh this this uh we're going to have to take a break here but it does seem to me that um People are trying to earn social credit for 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 virtue that, for one, is not virtuous. Uh, but but yeah, you mentioned with the a you lot know, put, put the Ukrainian flag. Okay, I stand with the Ukrainian people. What do you know about Ukraine? Not a damn thing. But boy, that flag looks great on my on my Facebook page. Uh, the Black Lives Matter. I uh, I never bought into their crap because i knew who they were from the word go patrice coolers i, I don't know her personally but i know her history she is a marxist and i knew that, you know it, it wasn't until we found out that they that they bought all kinds of very expensive real estate and mansions with that money then all of a sudden it's like okay listen i'm gonna ditch the blm on the uh pitcher's mound in major league baseball parks that's gone now uh it, it seems like they have to be taught the lesson of uh Humility before they, before they, uh, you know, go full tilt boogie with this insane virtue signaling crap. My guest today is Karen Hunt. We're going to be right back and uh, discuss more with her and a very fascinating story she has to tell. And uh, Karen, stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Steve Hook Show on TNT Radio.
0: Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. They just don't stop. The Centers for Disease Control, a.k.a. the CDC, the same bunch who famously changed the definition of vaccination because the COVID vaccination did not prevent you from getting COVID, has now decided to add that very same Vaccination to the list of recommended shots on its immunization schedule for adults and kids in school and earlier. Get this. The CDC says healthy children starting at six months old should receive two separate doses of either the Moderna or Pfizer shot, followed by a third dose of a bivalent vaccine. Same for kids 5 to 11 years old. It changes slightly for those 12 and up. Now keep in mind, this series of shots joins a list of vaccines like measles, mumps, rubella, polio. Those vaccinations prevent you from getting the corresponding disease this one does not the flu shot is also on the list it doesn't always work either but the difference is we know there are no serious long-term side effects from the flu shot we hardly know anything about the covid shots would you give these shots to your six-month-old child one year two year three or any kid at this point now the only encouraging news is that the cdc recommendations are just that and are not mandatory not yet Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malzberg for TNT Radio. Interview conducted at 10.15. Present are Sergeant Jones, P.C. Clough, Mr. Wall, an uninsulated cavity wall and his solicitor, Mr. Bent. Do you understand the charges? Um, I shall be speaking for Mr. Wall on account of him being a pile of bricks. Right, you're accused of wasting energy, Mr. Wall, and we've got concrete evidence. We know that unfilled cavity walls are responsible for up to a third of all home energy wastage. We
1: also believe you're involved in a
0: fencing operation. We're going to throw the book at you. (laughs) Okay. Mr. Wall would like to say, ouch. It's criminal to waste energy. To find out how to save up to 25% off your heating bills, visit saveenergy.co.uk or call 0845 727 This is The Steve Hook Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio.
1: Okay, welcome back to The Steve Hook Show. My guest today, Karen Hunt. By the way, she writes Substack Break Free with Karen Hunt fascinating life story uh, and continues to be for sure um karen let me ask you a, a question uh, do you sense do you get the sense that the worm is starting to turn on all of this woke cancel culture stuff because what i have seen and, and kind of a, uh this could be just uh wishful thinking on my part but I, but i think i'm onto something here uh a perfect example of this would be like the movie maverick top gun a feel-good movie, a, a patriotic movie, a movie that did not just bombard you with uh, woke culture and diversity for diversity's sake. Um, and people just kind of flocked to that movie. It did very, very well. And that, to me, was a shot across the bow. I'm like, well, you see that Hollywood could learn a lesson here. But then I look back on the Super Bowl, and now we're finding out that the all-female flight crew, a flight crew that flew over, that did the flight, and God bless those women, nothing no, nothing against them. But the U.S. Navy went out of their way to scrub some of the pilots that were males just so they could have their woke moment with all females. Um, again, we're getting into the resegregating, be it race, sex, gender, gender identity. But do you get a sense in the real world that you live in and that I live in that it's starting to people are starting to kind of recoil at this stuff.
4: Uh, I tend to think that we have been so like, I, I, I wrote a piece called uh, the United States of schizophrenia, where, uh, you know, where we're sort of been really, really cleverly uh, separated into two separate camps here. So, you know, even on Twitter, like I, I've written quite a few pieces. I'm really fascinated by Elon Musk and um, everything that's been going on there. So I was actually banned before Elon Musk. I was banned from Twitter, um, banned, and I just got re- reinstated. Yeah, hooray! <laughs> so you know, badge of honor. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so I just re- got re- reinstated. But um, but we're so in our in our little uh, boxes, and that we really think that things are changing like things are turning around but there's a whole other billions of people out there that live in another world and um, and I just wrote a piece lately about what they're doing with um, uh, you know they're building vaccine factories all over the world they are uh, I think Moderna has 48 new mRNA products coming out you know that they are working on you know there's too many much billions of dollars invested into all of this for them too big to fail and if they did fail it, whether they succeed or they fail either way sorry to be a, a you know downer but you know it's going to cause a huge economic you know it it, it it will cause great great um hardship either way because so much of our economy now everything is is invested into this and yeah. so i you know i think that um I think that, uh, you know, we, we have been given a little reprieve here, um, and then, you know, they're get, they'll hit us with something else by 2024. And it remains to be seen, 2024, 2025, wh- how people will react. I mean, it's hilarious, like this balloon thing. I mean, it's, it's just hilarious. I just read today, they, you know, oh, they, they're using, what is it, $480,000 per missile it costs? Yeah, half a know, mil. That, yeah, so they're shooting down these, these little, these objects now. Wh- why? I mean, and then, the, um, what's his name? The guy, he just came out today to, to make the announcement that, well, we, we think, the, you know, the, the, the current theory is that these are domestic, you know, these are not dangerous. So wait, Yeah, so Kirby. Well, tell me your, oh yeah, Kirby, right. <laughs> so, so you're, wait, so you have all this technology and you're telling us that you don't know you're not sure the current like theory or is that you? That's what you're shooting down. Sort of like what happened in Afghanistan when you thought you were sending a drone to shoot, you know, terrorists, but you actually killed, like, you know, a family worker and a family. Oh, you yeah. know. Oh, but we were sure, you know. So, so whether you know, the, the whole thing is so absurd. That um, it's, 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 it's
1: like he's trying to it's like he's trying to make up for the fact that he screwed the first one up, which he did screw up. That was a Chinese spy balloon. We all know it. Everybody knows it. Uh, you know, it was taking a very uh, the route that it was traveling. Unlike most balloons that float on the currents and the trade winds and whatnot, this thing was being maneuvered. So they had control of it. And it was flying over our top secret military installations, and so now they're just like, "I don't give a damn if it's a Chinese, uh, uh party balloon from a wedding. Shoot it down. Uh, I don't you know." And then you know, Kirby even said, "We don't know if it's state owned. We don't know if it's corporate owned. We don't know if some private citizen yeah. that's just a hobbyist that likes to study weather. We don't know." So we're going to spend. I mean, spend do half they know if there was like
4: anybody in it in the
1: wedding? So. <laughs> they, they don't know anything apparently. Well, this is why Biden hasn't said a word about it. Yeah, he's been very absent on it, which is—I don't—that might be for the better, for all I know. But yeah, you almost uh,
4: feel like they're in cahoots, like China, because China is shooting things down now too. I mean, I feel like are they all just laughing at us? Like they think that they can say literally anything, no matter how absurd it is. I mean, that balloon, that surveillance balloon, lazily floated across the entire country while everybody watched it. You know, they—I mean.
1: It's, it it really know, is it's crazy. Just- and I think you're right. I think you're right. I, mean, I think they are having a big laugh at us. Well, you know, when you have a media that's going to carry your water, if you have a D after your name, yeah. you can pretty much say whatever the hell you want, I guess. I just, yeah. But I, I do think that anecdotally, um, you know, just when I go out and about and just have conversations with normal, everyday people, they're... they're quite sick of this crap uh, as far as the 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 cancel culture woke thing and
4: yeah i, I, I think yeah, I, yeah. I
1: hope that that's i hope that that takes root because it's uh
4: yeah it's interesting it's old, because it's getting I, old i went to my my grandson's uh, classroom he's 5 years old and i was talking to his teacher and she's um really like you know all against all that woke stuff and against vaccines and everything but she said you know and this is i'm in los angeles here so she said that she's afraid she cannot speak about anything. There are so many in the school system, all the people. And she said during the vaccinations, all the parents were getting their kids vaccinated. She could see that they were getting sicker. And so, I mean, she saw this all play out in front of her, but the total disconnect. And she says it, that, you know, as far as she concerned, she, she doesn't know because nobody will talk about it. So I think, yeah. you know, yeah, if you, maybe if you go to a cafe or something, you might be able able to do that. But people, I also talked to a principal of a, of a school, very high up in like in high school. And she's. Afraid, you know, she knows if she said anything, she's afraid for her job. So, yeah. so there's still that sense there, um, undercurrents there and that the, the feeling that like everything's kind of relaxed, but we don't know really what, what will happen next. And people, there's still this, this, um, kind of anxiety in it within people because they keep the level, they, they make sure to keep our anxiety up there with, with all of the news. Now, there are people who just, ignore all of that and go about their business but those are probably people who you know who who are who are not going to go against the grain anyways you know they don't want to yeah. know what's going on so they're not going to co- want to cause any waves you know if something else happens so it, i well, think Well i'll it's tell hard you what Karen
1: tell. i'll tell you i've 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 often said uh, uh, well not too often on this program because it's a relatively new program for me but in my career i've often said that <clears throat> the biggest threat to our republic it's not going to be Joe Biden. It's not going to be Kamala Harris. It won't even be the Democrat Party. The biggest threat to our republic is apathy, uh, apathy mm-hmm. of the people. And once people uh, in, in large, uh, in mass, take the uh, position of, I don't worry about politics. I don't give a damn about it. I've got more important things. Well, you know, it was... Uh, Uh, You know, it was uh, the famous uh, Greek philosopher uh, Pericles that said, uh, you may not worry about politics, but trust me, politics will always worry about you. And uh, I think that this apathy that we've seen uh, has got to has got to wear off. I mean, we've got people have got to get involved. And unfortunately, I think that we're well, fortunately, I should say we've seen that in places like uh, Virginia, where where we have we now have a brand new governor in the Commonwealth of Virginia because the parents saw what was happening in these schools through this mm-hmm. Skype and Zoom learning. And I just hope that more of that, you're in L.A. and I'm in New Jersey. We're probably both screwed. But yeah. <laughs> but other states, you know, th- th- that are a little bit less blue than we are, um, I-, I-, I like to think that hopefully, just, you know, maybe this is the ultimate optimist in me, but I, I-, I do agree that follow the money is, is-, yeah. is a good way to put it.
4: I think our, our children, we forget that, you know, we're a, a, older generation and, but what's happening to the children now? This whole idea of convenience, this whole idea of apathy, this whole idea of living in virtual r- worlds instead of in the real world. You know, COVID made them, a lot of them terrified. I, you were talking about it before I got on what, what the, the, what has happened to girls. And, um, you know, the, the, the fact that they are very, fine with altering their, their physical bodies of, you know, tattooing themselves with something, you know, imagine for, to, if you say to a kid, wow, cool, you know, put this tattoo on you, or put this thing inside your brain, and you'll be able to just think and open doors. You know, yeah. I mean, how cool, how cool is that? So we kind of forget, you know, like, we're all going to be gone. And they don't really care about us, actually, they just want to keep us in our little echo chambers, you know, until we're gone. <laughs> and then, you know, because they're really after capturing, um, the youth, and you know, and yeah. I and I think um, getting them to uh, what you're talking about the apathy is really, I mean, you the youth are supposed to be fighting against the government, exactly. It
1: used to be empowering you know? the people down with the man. Now that they're the man, it's like screw the people, uh, you know, the, the government's benevolent, it only means us goodwill, unless it's Trump, then it's evil. Anyway, exactly. Karen, there, there, there comes my, my goodbye music. So I would love to have you on again. You're, you're just you. such a fascinating uh, fascinating woman in so many ways, and I really do appreciate it. Again, Karen Hunt, ladies and gentlemen. You can find her on Twitter at Karen Elaine Hunt, A-L-A-I-N-E Hunt, Karen with a K, and you can find her Substack Break Free with Karen Hunt. Karen, God bless. Have a great day. God we'll bless. talk to Thank you again you. soon. Thank you. This is Steve Hook for The Steve Hook Show. We'll see you tomorrow on TNT Radio. Goodbye.